Happy Fall Equinox for the Northern Hemisphere and for the Southern Hemisphere, Happy Spring Equinox, when the day and night are of equal lengths and the colder season begins. Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to our Mabin episode of Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And today we are talking all things Mabin. And I got to tell you, you know what I got? I know I showed you a picture of this. I got bright red sunflowers for my love. I saw that picture. We even put one up on our Facebook. And I think you put one up on the Instagram. It is gorgeous. And sunflowers are one of my favorite things about the autumn equinox. And that kind of segues me into what do you like to put on your Mabin altar? Because sunflowers a must. Absolutely. I also have an old corn dolly that was given to me a long time ago uh, as a house blessing. And I like to keep her on my Mabin altar as well to kind of, you know, remind you of the cutting down of the corn, the letting go of things, but also creating something new with that. All that dies will be reborn. So I got a little funny story for our listeners real quick. So I'm trying to make this beautiful altar. And, you know, since moving to Massachusetts, allergies have gotten the best of my life. It's not the witch city. It's the allergen city. So here I go. I'm off trying to get stuff, go forage for beautiful altar stuff for this time of year. So (laughs) I didn't know. I get this pretty, I thought it looked like something grainy because, you know, grainy type things at this time of year on your altar. Apparently, I cut down mugweed. Oh, no. So I bring this in my house and, you know, I make it beautiful. So my boyfriend says, why is that in the house? I go, because it's pretty. And he's like, that's why you're sneezing. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) So note to listeners, be careful of what you are foraging from the out of doors and bringing in for your pretty little fall altars, because it could really spark your allergies to the next level. Who knew? Who knew? Not a lot of Celtic traditionalists call this holiday, Autumn Equinox, Mabin. And the reason is... I've just recently been hearing this and I was like, what? And I was actually told that it's called, that calling it Mabin is a Wiccan, a quote unquote Wiccan term. So proceed. Yes, Mabin is a relatively new term. Mabin is actually the name of the god. And it's not technically the name of the holiday. It kind of was given that name back in around 1970 to 1975 by a man named Aidan Kelly. He literally made up or guessed the names for Litha, Ostara, and Mavin. Litha and Ostara have a little bit of uh, historical context for those names, but Mavin, he pretty much made up completely. A lot of people still call it Mabin today, and I think most people don't mind whether you call it Mabin because it's been known that way for decades, or if you call it the Autumn Equinox, as long as you know where it came from. It definitely is not a name that's been around for hundreds or thousands of years. It was completely made up by Mr. Kelly at about 1974. Correct. It's most commonly known, particularly by Celtic Reconstructionists, as the Autumn Equinox. Correct. 
Um, and I, I, I actually was just, I get, had a deep discussion about that recently. And I was like, huh, I guess you're right. And then I've kind of felt guilty almost calling it Mabin ever since. Honestly, go ahead and call it Mabin. I mean, if you're in a coven or a circle where it's a no-no, please don't. But for the most part, it is accepted as Mabin or Autumn Equinox. Either one is correct. Just understand where it comes from and that the word Mabin is not an ancient title. It's actually pretty new. When all else fails, call it the Equinox. There you go. Perfect. Another notch in the wheel of the year. Why do I always say that? Why do I call it a notch? I don't know. I think of a wheel notching. Remember our our very first wheel of the year was in bulk. I feel like it was a hundred years ago, but I also feel like, where did this year go? Where did this year go? We are almost to the witch's new year. Samhain is right around the corner. This is the second harvest and leaves are changing. It's cold. Do you, do leaves change in California or no? Sort of, not really. The grass not like is brown. Not like here, no, okay. not at all like here. Things will go yellow or brown. And some leaves will turn a little bit, but you don't get that red and orange and you don't that don't happen out there? No. In in the mountains it will. If I go up to Big Bear or something like that, I'll see it a little bit. But even up there the trees are different, so it's still a lot more yellows. Yellows and browns. Do palm trees change? No. No. Nope. Okay. They stay green and they still look gorgeous. As you can tell, I am totally East Coast here, New England. I know we'll nothing. We'll get you out there. We will I know go nothing together. about home trees. Hey, when we're doing our countrywide road trip, I'll get Hell you there. Yeah. I'll show you palm trees. We'll be cruising around in our little witchy auntie schoolie and we'll go to all these great places. So back to the fall equinox. It has always been one of my favorite holidays, particularly on the East Coast, just because this is a great time of year here. I've said already, I'm a basic bitch. I love me some fall. I like the fuzzy boots. I like the fuzzy jackets. I like to wear a hat. Give me a flannel any day, little fire in the evening, colored leaves. I'm so there. I have a confession. What's up? I hate pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. There, I said it, people. I said it. I'm with you. I like it in pumpkin pie and I like it a little bit in things, but man, they've got everything. Everything. Yeah, it's in everything. I think we even mentioned they have pumpkin spice imbued clothing. I can't get behind that. That's just wrong. I, I've never really liked pumpkin spicing coffee or any of that. So I guess I'm not that basic. I'm, I'm not your Starbucks basic bitch. I'm just your fall leaves and Uggs and flannel shirts. Basic. So my sweet boyfriend today, he was off today and in my day job, my real job, my, my paying job. This um, is your real job, Shell. That, that one just brings in the money. But I, I, was at, I was work at home today and he was home. He's like, you want me to make you some cinnamon buns? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Does it like a freaking cinnamon bun? Duh. The answer to that is always yes. It was a fucking pumpkin spice cinnamon bun. Can I just oh. say that? And it wasn't even like, you know, the white icing that, oh, mm-hmm. the white icing. Okay. It was pumpkin spice icing. <gasps> no, see, that's too much. Leave my cream cheese frosting alone. Thank you. Right. So I don't know. I just, I love. So did football. you kick him out? Are you guys still together? I ate it. I was hungry. Yeah, it is sugar. Yeah. And, you know, and I I, I had a work meeting and I just needed to like shove some sweet cinnamon yumminess in my mouth, whether it tasted like pumpkin or not. It it (laughs) happens. It happens. But aside from pumpkin spice, I love all things fall. You don't get this in California. You only get this on the East Coast in the Northeast. The smell of the leaves change. Like when all those leaves are red and orange and yellow, like the smell of that. 
there's something about it. I agree. It's definitely, it's definitely nice. You can tell that the seasons are changing. In the beginning of September, you could tell that the season was changing. It's something, something small, something infinitesimal changed in the air and it just switched. Now, just, just to give folks an idea of kind of the premise of Mabin, what we celebrate for Mabin, it is the fall equinox. Day and night are equal length. 12 and 12, man. It's kind of sad for me because, of course, like any other person on the planet, I love those long days. I love them. Me and too. once we once we get to Mabin, that's when it kind of smacks you in the head that like it's dark at seven o'clock now. I like when it gets dark at like 845, nine o'clock. Yes. Yeah. The shorter days are hard. People have trouble this time of year. I mean, there, there's that whole seasonal affective disorder or sad. Right. Really does cause problems for people this time of year because there isn't so much sunlight. We're we're kind of mourning the, the sun going down a little bit. But aside aside from the equinox part, the, the equal day and night part, this is also the second harvest. If you recall back to our llamas episode um, back in August, we talked about how that was the first of three harvests. Mabin is the second of three harvests. So you've got that equal day and night thing going on aside from that second harvest. Lots of good eats coming out right now, by the way. Another thing I love about this time of year, corn is out. Gourds, you know, pumpkin, squash, all of that is out. Apples are out. Now, I love being on the East Coast for apples. There's nothing like a Honeycrisp apple from New York. You have not lived until you've gone apple picking. Every, I think everybody on the East Coast has gone apple picking once in their life. Oh, gosh, you have to. It's, it's, it's a joy to do this time of year. Get outside wherever you are. Go to a farmer's market, go to an apple picking place, a pumpkin picking place if you can. And another thing you can do, something I was shown a long time ago from Mabin that has always struck me with a little bit of wonder. It's a lot of fun to do with kids or even grown-ups, but is to take one of those apples that you have picked out of the tree. Now, normally when you cut an apple in half, you go straight down the, the stem, right? Go from the stem down and you cut it in half. Instead of that, turn it on its side and cut it in half that way like through the meat of the apple so that you have the stem on one side and like the butt on the other. And then look in the center of that apple where the seeds are and you'll see a five pointed star. And I love that symbolism for this time of year. Cut your apples in half that way. And you can lay that as, as an offering on your altar, but it's kind of beautiful to see the pentacle hidden inside the apple. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think I was like 30 something before I realized that, that if yeah. you cut the apple side, right, I was like, no shit. I don't even know who programmed me to cut apples that way. Also, grains. I couldn't even think of the word. Oh, yeah. Making bread. I, I love that. It's anything that you can do with baking the abundance from your garden. You probably got too much zucchini from your neighbor or, you know, you've got your apples, you've got fruits and everything is just coming in in abundance. This is such a time of year to reflect on that abundance, reflect on the work it took to get that type of abundance and prepare it and plan for the winter ahead because the first harvest we may not have thought of winter it's still summer the days are still long we're still enjoying that it's just bountiful but now it's starting to get a little frosty it's getting a little colder you might actually have in your mind that you need to prepare for the winter time and for the coming cold and to put some of those things away but yeah take those grains and you know make yourself something delicious you know how i've been into this whole spell jar thing lately oh yeah Gorgeous. I love seeing your spell jars. I was thinking the other night, knowing that we were going to do this episode, a really good Mabin spell jar. Ooh, what's your idea? Here's my idea. Now, you know, I like those 
little mini mason jar things for spell jars. Good size. Oh, perfect. The, the mini ones. Don't be getting no big gallon thing because too much. No, nobody needs to be filling that up. Too expensive and a little goes a long way. Right. A little bit of dirt in the bottom. Dig it up from your yard. It's plentiful. Yeah, we don't all get to have Salem dirt in our backyard shell. I got Salem dirt, folks. If you need um, <laughs> give a yeah. shout out to our email, I'll mail you some Salem dirt. <laughs> Ooh, the first person to email and ask gets some Salem dirt. Right. I'm going to email you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the first leaf, there's always that first leaf that like, I don't know, what do, what do they call it that leaves do? Turn. Change color? Turn? I guess, like, get all brittle. When the chlorophyll goes away. And That's they, they the word I was looking color. for, lacking chlorophyll. I try to find the first leaf, put a nice crispy leaf in, like an autumn leaf. So, you know, a first turned leaf, some dirt, a piece of apple. But now, ah, oh, I wonder if I could, but ah, too big. You can even do a slice thing. that way. Cut it in the middle and cut the slice or cut the, just cut the center out. Like cut a big slice and then and then cut a circle around the, oh, that, the that star in the center. Probably, yeah, that would actually And to preserve probably. it, you could either use some vitamin E oil or better yet, just use a little bit of lemon juice and put I didn't it even on think there. Think of that. And then it won't change color on Genius. you. And then a cinnamon stick. And this time of year, I don't know why, but for some reason I love burning orange and red candles. Wow, orange and red in the fall. I wonder what that could mean. See, I'm a person I I, I personally Yellow is not my favorite. We all have a color in our lives that somehow, for some reason, repulses us. For some reason in my life, yellow repulses me. So I know yellow is a fall color, but I just stick with the red and orange. I love the red and orange. Use gold instead of yellow. I think that's better this time of year anyways. But I've been doing those uh, wax seals. So what I would do is take this orange or red candle, drip the wax over the top of my little spell jar, and then use one of my wax seals to kind of seal my little Mabin spell jar. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And the colors that you choose can reflect what you see in nature. So maybe in California, instead of using some of those deep reds, I might use some of that yellow or, you know, like a brownish orange or something like that, just to kind of reflect what I'm seeing outside in nature. Right, right. Also, you could use like a, a they sell these at like local store, like Trader Joe's or, or Wegmans, little stalks of barley. You can get little stalks of um, wheat, like an actual stalk, not processed. They're kind of pretty to put in spell jars. They really are. They're beautiful. And that grain to represent the god of the corn, the god of the grain, the green man, Kernunos, uh, who's the who's the Dionysus, the god of the vine, the god of wine. God of wine. It's hard to preserve an apple or a grape or something like that in a spell jar. So I think a sheaf of, of grain is perfect to put. Yeah. Just one little and head of grain. Because also, you know how I am. I, with these spell jars, yes, I'm going for magic. Yes, I'm trying to do a spell. But I also want it to be pretty. Yeah, I love things to be pretty. I, that's why I like the pageantry of spellcraft. We talk a lot about being able to do spells just in our head or just by thinking about it or or forming intention. Sometimes the ceremonial part of it or the ritualistic piece of it, I don't want to say you need that, but sometimes it's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing because being able to see those things in a spell jar or to see each of your quarter altars and your god and goddess altar set up and ready for the season, the incense, the candles, everything puts you into that magical space and gets you into, into a space where you can do magic, where you can affect change. 
And when we talk about intention, we're not saying you can just tomorrow go out and be like, my intention is to conjure the wind because there's, there's more to it than that. There's practice and repetition. There's, there's training your mind through meditation and through there's a doing build up things. to it. You're not just poof, there goes the wind. Right, right, exactly. It doesn't happen overnight. And even once you have that training, it's beautiful to, to put a, a Mab and altar together. How often did our community, everyone bring things from their garden, right? things that they had created or were in the process of making. And we just all kind of put them together on this altar of bounty, which is what this season really represents. And and see, that's kind of the, the idea behind the, the mini mason jar, Mab and spell jar, so to say. As you know, in my current living situation, I don't have tons of altar space. So my altar isn't something I can switch up a lot or I choose not to switch it up a lot, whatever that is. I can make this little Mab and spell jar and have that be like my Mab and altar for the time being and add it to my current altar without switching up my current altar. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's exactly a good way to do it. And and changing your altar for the seasons is all well and good, but maybe we all can't do that. Right. You know, do it in a smaller way. And I like that. Well, and part of that is, you know, I like my altar the way I like it. Like even when I take it apart and clean it and, and cleanse all my stuff and, you know, clean and dust and all, I literally put every single thing back exactly where I had it last time. Way, <laughs> way too OCD about my altar. But, you know, that's a good point, Shell, is this is an excellent time of year to clean your altar, even if you're not going to decorate it for the season. I mean, we talk a lot about cleansing for the holidays, but in the Southern Hemisphere right now, it's Ostara, the spring equinox. Yep. And so, so like spring cleaning, this is the flip side of that. We're going into winter, like in spring cleaning, you want to cleanse everything and bring in that new air fall and everything. Clean, fall cleaning is so underrated, but let me tell you. You want it, you know, even if it's not for witchy purposes, dude, the holidays are coming. People are coming to your house. It's getting cold. Your furnace is going to be on. Blowing You're going to be closing everything in. Right. You know, keep Close in it in the, clean. Right. Close it and clean. Make sure that things smell the way that you want them to smell. Burn that incense. Make sure you're, you know, you have those fall scents or those wonderful scents. Because- oh my God. You know what I got at the grocery store the other day? What'd you get? You know how they have those freaking broomsticks that are like... The cinnamon brooms, you love those. The minute I start getting that fall vibe, and here in the East Coast, it's it, that fall vibe is 80 degrees during the day and 45 at night. <laughs> so that's your sign to take yourself to the local supermarket, to the flower section. And every year I get one of those cinnamon brooms. And I'm telling you, that shit lasts until well after Christmas. Almost like it puts my mindset, okay, I'm smelling cinnamon 24-7, it must be fall. Being back on the East Coast, one of my favorite things is Wegmans. Oh my God, I love Wegmans. We call I love it- them so much. We actually call it Weggies. 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 Love Weggies. Well, I happen to be in Rochester, New York. Oh my God, isn't that like the birthplace of Wegmans? Yes, it is. <laughs> Stupid so- that I know this. <laughs> it's stupid that I know this. I'm here in the birthplace of Wegmans. Anyway, the point is, is I think they have an orange and cinnamon scented wreath. I thought of you when I saw it because I know that you really like the cinnamon brooms. And so I thought an orange and cinnamon scented, that's got to be fantastic. You know what is another cool fall thing to do at your house? If you like that fall scent, take a freaking big pan, like a big spaghetti pan. I'm sure it has a better name than a spaghetti pan, but that's what I call it. A big spaghetti pot. Fill it like three quarters of the way with water and then fill that pot with cut up apples, cut up oranges and cinnamon sticks. 
your house will smell like damn fall in 40 minutes. That sounds like it smells fabulous. And I'm going to do it. Yeah, the oranges, the apples, and the cinnamon, let me tell you. Throw in some cranberries. You're going to want to lick the air in your house. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that'll <laughs> get your house all permeated with good feelings. <laughs> and lots of And while you do it, think of abundance. The apples... I mean, apples are symbols of uh, longevity, immortality, health, fertility, uh, harvest, and oranges are symbols of wealth and cleansing and all these good things. And so you put this stuff all together and not only you're getting a wonderful scent in your house, but you're also getting all these fabulous vibes, all these auras of goodness going through your house as well. Now, you know, I love making incense. So I wanted to talk real quick about maybe if you're an herbally person like me and you want to come up with some sort of Mabony type concoction, I call them concoctions. Love it. This time of year, a lot of the things I like to burn are like bay leaves, which normally I think of bay leaves with spaghetti, but perfect incense. (laughs) Aren't they really good for banishing spirits too, bay leaves? So yeah, great. The veil of- It's getting thin. Yeah, the veil between the worlds is getting very, very thin. It's obviously thinnest on Samhain, but it's thinner now than at most other times of the year. So something to protect you from spirits or or to call them in alternatively if, if you're looking to reconnect with some loved ones. You know, bay is excellent to, to help protect your home. But again, you know, other things besides that, you know, sage, rosemary, yarrow, um, echinacea, hysops. But, you know, sometimes if I'm making some sort of incense, Sometimes I make the jars of herbs more, not to necessarily burn, but more like in a spell jar type fashion. Sure. I'll put stones in there. This time of the year, just like I would pick candles that are like red and orange, I will use a yellow stone for this just because yellow stones are different than me hating the color yellow in general. I would use carnelian or citrine and put like a little stone. Like I get, sometimes I buy mass quantities of those little chip stones and I'll put a couple of chips based on the color and what I'm using it for. I'm big on color correspondences too. Color correspondences are great because they're an easy way to get you right into the mindset. For Mabin, you can use hematite, you can use cat's eye, amber, citrine, you know, anything that's kind of that yellowy, reddy, orangey, Not that hematite is, that's obviously not, but still good stone for this time of year. And then, like I said, with candles, I would use like the reds, the oranges. You can use yellow, not my personal preference. You know what actually is really cool? Like if you can get your hands on like a burgundy candle this time of year. Oh, I love that color. And with Christmas coming, all the Christmas shit is out. So you can get burgundy candles pretty much now. Burgundy is an excellent color also because, you know, it looks like wine. It's that like dark wine red. Yeah. And this is, again, the time of year when Dionysus, the god of the vine, uh, grapes are sacred this time of year. It's also September is the wine moon. Another thing this time of year I think about is with Mabin and Ostara, It's kind of, you got to kind of also think of it as like a transition time because cold sucks, warm is great, and fall and spring are the transition between that. So it's kind of the transition into the next big season. Right. Everything is getting darker. It's getting colder. It's getting more shut in. It's getting more hermity. I always feel like a hermit this time of year. Yeah, this is definitely a time when people start to go inward. We are in the- We're getting to the darker half. We're, we're, we're marching down the darker half trail. Yeah, we are on the we are on the back end of the of the dark half of the year. And it's just going to get darker from here. You know, you have to kind of go inward. This is the time to put things away to to take stock of where you're at. 
you know, this is the second harvest. So you know how things are turning out in your garden, both literal and figurative. And so you know what has worked for you and what hasn't. So now is the time to harvest and put away and learn from the things that have worked for you and to cut down the things that didn't and get rid of them. You know, put them in your compost pile for next year, you know, grow from those things, even if they didn't serve you the way that you wanted them to learn from that type of thing and, and take stock of that. You know, we're, we're going to be a lot of us, I mean, not in California, but a lot of the country is going to go inside a lot and kind of be stuck. And we're going to end up going inside our own heads a lot. So you kind of want to prepare for that and be ready. Start journaling. Start taking stock of where you're at in your life right now and, and you know, do some things to prepare for the next season. It's also a good time to start ancestor work. Um, the next like couple of months are a good time for ancestor work. Tis the season for the veil to be thin, like you said. That's also another another thing that you can kind of work into your Mabin slash Samhain uh, rituals and stuff and, and the moons in between. Good time to touch base with the old ancestors. Very, very good point. Like you said, the veil is very thin this time of year, and but this is definitely a good time of year to do it. But stay grounded, you know, make sure you have your hematite. It's delightfully frightening. It is a delightfully frightening time of year. No, I'm at ancestor work. Oh, yeah. Ancestor too. work is delightfully frightening. Yes, yes, it is. Mabin is also the time when Persephone is supposed to return to the underworld back to her husband, Hades for that half of the year when she is with him. And, and that's when her mother Demeter goes into mourning. And that's why the earth kind of gets cold and has snow. Oh, so according to circle of the sacred muse, the birth of Mabin ap Modrin, which means great son of the great mother is celebrated at the equinox. He is born from his mother Modrin, who is seen as the guardian of the other world, the earth and the protector. Mabin was stolen from his mother when he was three nights old. In one version of the myth, the eagle, the owl, the blackbird, the stag, and the salmon rescued him, while in another, King Arthur was the one who saved him. During his captivity, Mabin dwelled in a magical otherworld in Madrin's womb. Madrin's womb was a place of challenge and nurturing, and while there, Mabin grew in strength and wisdom before being reborn as the Son of Light, his mother's champion. So this kind of follows the Persephone myth a little bit because he goes back into his mother's womb to be protected and then gotcha. comes back out as the son of light. When Persephone, she goes into the underworld with Hades, she eats some seeds from the pomegranate. And so when her mother finally finds her, she stays in the underworld for six months of the year and comes back out for six months. It's the kind of same story. Mabin goes into the womb, Persephone goes to the underworld, and the world gets dark and cold. And then when Persephone comes up from the underworld and Mabin is reborn, then the light returns to the earth and we get warmth and the sun and growing things again. So that's the story of Mabin, which is again, basically that whole theory, that mythos of, of going within and kind of gathering your strength and right. finding finding that within yourself before being reborn into the light and being able to take those things that you have learned internally and bring them out to the world. Right. right. So some good ways to do that are journaling, meditating, doing ritual. This is a great time of year to spend some time with yourself, do self meditation. This is what you should, you know, a lot of people like to meditate, just sitting. I'm going to sit, close my eyes, meditate. You can meditate walking through the woods of fall, beautiful leaves and get the same effect as if you sat on your damn bed and closed your eyes. You know, I also look at this as kind of 
winding down your outside time. Take advantage of your outside time. Take it all in because it's going to be many months before it's back and flush. That's right. Live every day as if it's going to be the last time you get that glorious sunshine and that wonderful warmth. Do all the outdoors things you can. Seize this season. Grab it all. Store it all in because like you said, it's going to be dark soon enough and you're not going to be able to do those things that you love. So do it as much as you can. None of us are promised tomorrow. Also, I'd really like to thank one of our Instagram users, Becca. Want to give her a shout out. Shout out to Becca. Hey, Becca. I had talked about some ancestors um, in our ancestor episode, and Becca was such a dear and went out and did some research for me um, and actually some leads I can follow up on, especially when it comes to a, a particular person's burial site. So Becca, appreciate. So glad you're listening and kudos to you. Happy harvest, happy Thanksgiving period, and well, we do hope that everybody has a very happy, blessed Mabin. Reap what you're sowing, guys. Now's the time. We will have another tick and a notch out of this wheel coming up for Samhain on Halloween. Thank you for joining us for this Wheel of the Year, and we will see you, like Shell said, at Samhain. So do that ancestor work. Get your harvests. Do the outside thing while you still can, and we'll catch you at Samhain. Keep it witchy.